is the top of my moat got sunburned, which is even crazier. So I wasn't like I was panting like a dog or anything. <laughs> I was just lying outside and the top of my moat is burned. Or so, unless someone put like a, a hot drumstick into my chicken drumstick into my moat or something. I don't know. I did do that while you were asleep. As long as that's all it was. <laughs> In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the Unexplained Legends. On September 12th, 1952, a group of Braxton County residents went to investigate a large object which had crash-landed on their neighbor's farm. What they saw at the crash site defies explanation. This week on Unexplained Legends, the Flatwoods Monster. So they're like dust by the time they get into my throat. Day in, day out, I'm coming in going, hey, how are those digestive streaming? <laughs> I'm like, oh, they're so good right here. <laughs> uh, welcome listeners to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. You just caught me and Dennis there talking about biscuits. Uh, I'm Roger O'Sullivan. Uh, I'm Dennis Len. And together we are the Unexplained Legends, which we already said, but John, I'll put reverb on both of them because nice. that's the way I love I a bit of it. reverb. He loves a bit of reverb, oh Roger. I do. I do you know when I when I edit and mix it, I have a channel just set for reverb, just automatically banging in there as a template. Yeah, yeah. Just put everything in there. Great. Uh, I'm thinking of doing full reverb episodes. You should. Ooh, that wouldn't be a bad Patreon idea. <laughs> uh, Dennis, do you know what we're covering this week? Uh, as always, you told me pretty much two hours ago. I've already forgotten it. Can I give a guess at what the title is? All right, go on. The, the the magic farm or something the, the no the the monstrous farm the farm of monsters no what uh, is it it's the flatwoods monster oh That's where did i get farm week. from i don't know but uh, the reason why i was excited for this week's episode is when i told you this week dennis i'm putting together a script for the flatwoods monster you just started laughing immediately yeah because it sounds ridiculous it sounds like something you get in a cereal box what what sounds so funny about the Flatwoods Monster? When you say that to me, it sounds like uh like the what's that guy the the honey the honey the honey the honey the honey monster the honey monster that guy yeah. sounds like him, but but like appearing at a children's party. He's lost the rights to Honey Monster. Yeah, <laughs> so he can't, he can't appear as that anymore. Yeah, so he has to appear as the Flatwoods Monster. The Flatwoods Monster. That's what he has to operate under. Um, obviously, certain uh, legal implications there that he's struggling with. He's had a hard time of it, man. He's not on the adverts now anymore, is he? I don't think so. No, I saw him under a bridge a couple of days ago. No waiting him, no, no waiting him. Same clothes, so he looks ridiculous. Gee, was he was he as jovial as he used to be? Or no, sniffing cocoa pops. He was in an awful mm. way. You know, you can imagine that, like, falling from the honey, whatever his stupid name is, Puff Monster, to... <laughs> honey Puff to Daddy. Sh- to sniffing, sniffing Cocoa Pops off that monkey's arse. I always felt like, let's be honest, Cocoa Pops top-tier cereal as a kid. You Would you mean? prefer Cocoa Pops cereal or Cocoa Pops, uh, what are they called? Why do I have no words today? Those little fucking cake things that they put at birthday parties. Oh, like, um... God, I don't have the words either. What are they? They're well, rice crispy cakes, but chocolate rice crispy cakes. That is that what that's what they're called, is, is it? Rice crispy cakes is what the little things are called. Yeah, so that's what they are. Yeah, but wait, rice crispy cakes are chocolate, though, are they? Yes. No, you're right. Okay, yeah, like you don't have to do, you don't have to put in chocolate. Do in anything front of it. with them? No, I love them. My mom still occasionally makes them. I think you call non-chocolate ones bald rice crispy cakes, don't you? Yeah, you do. Or that's what my mother used to call them. Albino. 
<laughs> I don't know if you call him that. <laughs> oh, here's one for you before we get into the lamestream narrative. Anything interesting about this t-shirt I'm wearing, Dennis? Yeah, uh, it's uh, it's kind of a baseball-esque t-shirt. Is that what they call it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got sleeves in it, standard grayness in the front. Um, probably a little bit too much clavicle being shown. Oh, massive tear down the back. Yeah. It, nice. I'm wearing one of the whole ones today. One of the whole ones. Well, you you said you only had one. I produced another one. Oh no! Why don't you get rid of them? I like it. But it but it, it I mean it doesn't look great. You can't wear it outside, like can you? What if you're at the bus stop? You need to think about these things. What if you're at the bus stop and a man just come up behind you and just stuck his fingers into the hole? You're uh, letting yourself open to that stuff. I would be. <laughs> you. You really, like, I, I don't think I could cope with that if somebody did that to me. Or if you had one, if you had a whole, because you probably have them in different places. Actually, that's a good question. Yeah. Do you have them in different places? Or are they all forming on the same place? No, I have, they're currently in two different locations and a third one forming in another location again. And why, do you, why, why are they forming? So one of them's in like the top of your middle back. Yes, you've seen that one. Mm. Other one is down the seam by my side. That, you see, that'd be a terrible one as well. Waiting at the bus stop, you're getting your wallet out and some lad sticks a finger in on your hip. Does he go like, does he wiggle it around? Like, uh, You know the way like when you're kind of sli- you're sliding, like you kind of, he'd slide it in around and curve it on your belly. Ugh. On the night of September 12th, 1952, two brothers, Edward and Fred May, along with their friend Tommy Hyler, were playing in their local schoolyard, taking in the dying embers of summer in Braxton County, West Virginia. However, their Friday evening was about to take a shocking turn. Suddenly, out of nowhere, the three boys saw a shining object streak across the evening sky and crash land on the farm of their neighbour, G. Bailey Fisher. Shocked by what they had seen, the boys immediately rushed home to the May's house to tell their mother Kathleen what they'd saw and to potentially go and investigate. Potentially? God, I hope they do or we'll have no episode. Oh, you, listen, you'll have to wait to see. <laughs> All right, so we're getting a UFO episode here. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't say anything about a UFO, Dennis. Well, it's currently a UFO. We don't know what it is. No, I, I, I think it stands to reason that right now it's a UFO. Okay, currently, keep that in your head. Currently, as far as you're concerned, you think this is a UFO. At this point in the episode, it's a UFO. Oh, you mean in a very technical, literal sense. Very technical sense. It's a UFO. It's an unidentified flying object. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reluctantly, after the boys had come home and pleaded with their mother, Kathleen, to go to the side of the crash, reluctantly, she agreed to accompany them, hoping this would satiate their curiosity. If your kids came to you about a UFO crash, or potential, of course, Jesus, if they came to you with a UFO crash, you'd give them a lecture on what a UFO is. But if they came to you, would you... Go with them. Like, say, all right, hop on the car, let's go investigate. No. Why? I'd tell them to go. How are they going to get there? I'd, I'd just say, you guys, I've seen enough movies, you'll have more fun if you go yourselves. But they're like, no, but they're like eight and ten. That's like Spielberg movies that were in like the 50s. So they were like, you know, depending on who they were, fine. Yeah. But if an eight or ten year old went out there, no. They're probably- stupider now, is that what you're saying? Yeah, probably are, yeah. They're stupider. They probably stupider. are actually probably proven. I'd say we're all stupider now. We're not. I'd say we are. No, we're not. Why not? We're, 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 every, every like 10 years they have to read it. <laughs> 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 
Hi folks, just experiencing some mild technical difficulties as Dennis smashed his face off his microphone because Roger ruined the joke he was trying to set up. They worked it all out in the end though. Back to the show. Uh, the party on the way to investigate picked up several additional people, including two school friends of the boys and, and their dog, as well as a local West Virginia National Guardsman called Eugene Lemon. That's madness, isn't it? That they would drive along, potentially going out to a... Oh, they're not driving. Walking, so. Walking, okay. walking yeah. along. That's even weirder. Walking along, you see two kids that are not your own. And you yeah. say, hey, come on, kids. Come on, We're boys. Just, just going to go and investigate this UFO that's crashed. Well, this is 1952, Dennis. True. 1952. You're just waiting around to die. The, yeah, and the kids are probably out eating weeds and everything. Like, just out all day long. Nothing hey, to boys, do. drop that asbestos. Come with me. Steven Spielberg's masterpiece returns to theaters everywhere. Asbestos. But to be fair, Kathleen along the way has picked up a National Guardsman, uh, which super lucky. Yeah. Well, she. I think she actually called him. Oh, okay. The not as lucky, but at least he was available. Yeah, Eugene Lemon. I I looked into what a National Guardsman is. Do you know what that is? No idea. So it's some kind of like voluntary militia. I think, in America. Is it like a reserve? Yeah, I think it's a bit like that. Kind of, they, they're not necessarily, they, they probably have light military training, but they're, they're not like... So when they say they're going to call in the National Guard, that always sounds like it's quite serious, like those guys are, are serious dudes. Hmm, that's true. Maybe I've, maybe I've misread. Big Brain here. It is in fact an element of the US military that operates on a federal basis. Uh, after making their way to the Fisher Farm, the group began to close in on the location where the boys believed the object had crashed. As the party approached, they were unnerved by a pulsing red light. Lemon, believing he could see something moving in the darkness, shone his flashlight in the direction of the red glow. He was left speechless as he saw a quotation marks, man-like figure with a round red face. Surrounded by a pointed hood-like shape. Did you just read us the description of Santa Claus? <laughs> no. It sounded like you just read us the description no. of Santa Claus. Oh, man-like figure. Santa man-like Claus, figure. Santa Claus is not man-like. He's he is fairly man. man-like. He's a man. Am I man-like? You are a man. You're a man. So I'm man-like. No. Because I'm I'm like a man because I'm a man. No, you you just are. You're you're a man, I would say. I wouldn't say you're man-like. Why do they describe these things as like instead of like? because it's not the thing? So it's de- so it's not the thing. So we had wolf-like before. It yeah. just sounds a little sketchy. It sounds like a a little sketchy. It sounds like you're kind of buttering up the story a little bit. No, this is his. This is a national guardsman's description. You're, well, you're, uh, first, first you're of all, mocking for, Dennis. First of all, right? Yeah, we don't even know what a national guardsman is. We by now we do because Big Brain said it. Well, we don't know currently, right now. The listeners do. So, okay. trying to fob off like the credibility on him doesn't work now because we don't even know what he is, and we've already established that. Okay, okay. But can I just say? Yeah. Are there any uh, like red nose type things? Because we, we've got we've got a red orb, right? Okay, mm-hmm. Rudolph. Yeah, red faced man. No, With a hood, Santa Claus. No, you've just described Santa Claus and Rudolph Red Nose Reindeer. No, I under okay, I understand where you're coming from with that in a way, but uh, you're an idiot and you're wrong. 
Uh, he he's a man-like figure. He's not a man. Okay, so get that. I out don't of your think head. Sa- Santa Claus anyway can't be. I mean, he, he he doesn't look like any man, and he's probably he does. He looks so like uh, men How? that they could just find <laughs> generic ones to do it every year. No, that, we don't know that for certain. We don't know what he looks like, and to be honest, he has to be a shapeshifter. Like Santa Claus has to be a shapeshifter. Are you saying that like he's physically shifting shapes? He's he has taking to. Shapes he has to around. get down chimneys. He has to turn okay. into Mr. Freeze and get down the chimneys. Okay. But I just want to ask you one more question. What is your definition of manlike? Manlike. So so what so what do you have to be to be called manlike as opposed to man? Manlike. What what do you have to take off of yourself? To be manlike, you would have to have some features which could be found on a man. But you could not actually be a man. There you go. Simple as that. that just doesn't th- so are you saying that like they have all the features of a man, but they're just in smaller, they're no. smaller, bigger? I would, say, I would say if you have anything over 70% of the features of a man, you're not man, a man-like anymore, you're man. All right, so this is 20%. I would say, yeah, 30, 30%. So like it's got six legs and a dick. Hello, children. It's me, the Christmas scorpion, with my six legs and terrifying penis. I'll I'll give you a few more descriptions, okay? That might help illuminate. Does it have any sort? What's the vehicle look like, actually? Uh, No good, no good uh, knowledge of the vehicle. No? Does it have loads of gifts in the back? Or is it just, (laughs) is it aluminium or is it kind of wooden? They, they said they said they didn't get a good look at it as it's as it slid down the <laughs> as it slid down the hill. Yeah, sled is a very telling word there. What? What? Yeah, just it slid down the hill and and out of sight. <laughs> For some reason, this has turned into a Christmas episode. Yeah, but I will swear to you, swear to you that I went out in my dad's arms on Christmas Eve years ago. I can't remember when, and I saw Santa Claus. In the sky, would he slay? I would swear to you right now, and I'm doing it. And I, if if you if you strap me to a table and put me in a lie detector chamber, I would it, it would it would it would blow truth. I'm te- I'm telling you, I saw Santa Claus in, in the sky. And I'm saying to you, perhaps it was a UFO. No, because I, I knew it was Santa Claus. I think what's happened there, which is probably quite a common occurrence, is you've mistaken. Uh, an unidentified flying object for Santa Claus. Isn't that really selfish of aliens, right? Because they usually have a good idea of us. Oh, maybe it's not selfish of aliens. Maybe they're actually doing it to bring some joy into the world. Do you know what I often thought the Soviet Union should have done? Oh, what does that have to do with nice aliens? Uh, well, because I was thinking of when you, when you said Santa Claus, all this stuff. Is, do you know when Nor- NORAD does the tracking Santa? Hmm. I often thought it would have been clever for the Soviet Union to just put a nuke on that. On, uh, on that trajectory it's a an actual launch an actual nuclear yeah. or 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 an or an intercontinental ballistic missile it doesn't have to be a nuke but just hide them under the norad santa claus oh right so just and where would it go just well, it would probably like you're saying then though it's like oh santa claus is calling to little timmy's house in you know, galway yeah and then an icbm hits galway bomb yeah so first paragraph of the story you were like it's a ufo I, I'm kind of like, okay, 
Second paragraph. You've now gone hard on him being Santa Claus. Yeah, it's not a UFO anymore. Okay. Well, I think you might. I think you will, might. Will you, will you concede, though, that it is very like a description of Santa Claus? Like, I'm not just doing that for oh, a future. That one line, out of context. You have to keep in mind the context I'm bringing to this. Like, I've never thought about it that way before. Because I know what this thing looks like. Kind mm. of. Like, we have a lot of... Oh, did, you, was, did you whisper kind of? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of do know what it looks like. Okay, yeah, but it's just the way, you know, the description yeah. I have at the moment is we've got a glowing red nose, um, which could no, be No, no, glowing red, round red face. No, 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 there there was an, a, a glowing orb thing or something, wasn't there? Yeah, in the distance. Yeah, Rudolph's nose, because okay, he has to okay. bring him through the fog and stuff. And then you said red face for Santa Claus. So I'm just saying that, like, yes, it sounds like a big joke, but it, in a way you are describing Santa Claus and Rudolph. So I'm going to be interested to see where it goes. Do you know how I would describe you on this episode? What? Tedious. Tedious. <laughs> You're being serious. I'm having point. I'm having a hard time. Yeah, right? you are. I'm too hot. I am going to get pizza later, though. Probably. Okay. Or else I'm going to get the I'm going to cook the turkey that I have in the fridge. Okay, we're we're just getting this all out here now, listeners. That really, realistically, Dennis is in a bad mood, right? And the reason he's in a bad mood is because today he asked me, "Do you want to get pizza tonight?" And I said, "No, I had pizza yesterday." Can you tell them exactly what you told me? Uh, what? Well, okay, yeah, exactly. What I so told you. you came you came in first and you said knock knock said hey raj it's like 12 o'clock noon and i said how are you getting on and you said i'd say there'll be another lockdown soon <laughs> yeah i did say that right and then i said just to kind of lively it up and something to look forward to i said here i'm gonna get pizza later do you fancy getting a pizza and you goes no i'm not in a pizza mood i had a horrible pizza yesterday and i burned it yeah that's true i did say all that and yeah. also also it probably didn't help that half an hour later i came back into you and said uh, Dennis, why is your phone in the fridge? <laughs> Alright, I can explain that. Yeah. All right, my phone sent me an alert today to say it was overheating. Okay. And when I picked it up, it was so hot, I thought it was going to be one of those things where it was going to explode. So I had to put it into the fridge. <laughs> but I never told you that I put yeah. it in the fridge. So obviously when you went out there, you probably thought I was having a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Spontaneous combustion. That's another one we should cover. Yep. That'd be a good one. Very, a weird one. Um, I was going to say Spanish combustion, but spontaneous combustion, very weird one. And, and again, popular for a limited amount of time when we were growing up. That was very Ripley's, believe it or not. Yeah. And do you believe it? Well, no. Yeah. Unbelievable? Believe it. Others in the group describe the figure as approximately 10 feet tall. That's three meters. With a round, blood-red face. A large, pointed, hood-like shape around the face. Eye-like shapes on its face, which were emitting a greenish-slash-orange light. And a dark, black or green body. Many describe the figure as having small... Claw-like hands. Clothing-like folds on its front. <laughs> We're saying clothing-like now. Clothing-like. But, but you can we just call it clothes? No, no, clothing-like. And a head that resembled the ace of spades. Get the fuck out of here. Is that a real... Are you joking? That's a real description. He had a head like the ace of spades. Yeah. The card? Yes. The f- just <laughs> If you get a card and it's the ace of spades... That's, that's his face wait what that's his face you mean like it's a rectangle it just looks like <laughs> no, the playing no. it looks like the playing card no it looks like the logo on oh the my playing god card. I thought it looked like the playing <laughs> card 
I was like, Roger, we can't do this episode. <laughs> this is just rubbish. I thought I thought it was like some weird um, Tim Burton reimagining bullshit. No. Oh my god. Okay, so it was it was just the the spade then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, according to the story, after they shone the light at the figure, it made a hissing sound and then glided towards them. Lemon screamed and dropped his flashlight, causing the group to run away with one of the boys pissing his pants. That's not true. That's true. Why would they record that? Why wouldn't they just let the poor young flute piss his pants in peace and not make it part of historical record? One of the boys pissed his pants. But to be fair... One of the boys, a little bitch, he pissed his pants. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, one of the little bitch boys was with the group. He pissed his pants. None of the other boys pissed their pants. Do you know there was... Wasn't wasn't there a lot of um, kind of directorial choices there before, especially in movies in the 50s and 60s, where it would just pan down to a kid pissing himself? Oh, just like the the trickle of the water down. Yeah. Joe, so many people used to piss themselves in in my junior and senior reference. I pissed myself a couple of times. Did you? Yeah. Did you ever piss yourself? No, I'd say I didn't. I don't think I did. You seem like someone who probably have pissed That's themselves. not true. I at least I at least I've the guts to admit. No, it. Keep in mind, keep in mind, I because of my advanced puberty. Advanced <laughs> Advanced puberty. Do you mean that's better puberty than other people went through? <laughs> well, I'm just saying I got there a little quicker. That I, I was more mature than my than my fellow kids. So, mm. so I I was just got all my piss myself. You're just wanking. <laughs> no, shut up. Didn't have time to piss myself. <laughs> I just got all my, I got all my pissing out of the way uh, the year before. My, just pissing myself day in, day out. Okay. So there's no piss left? No. There was, I was pissed out. I have a, I have a vivid memory of like walking bow-legged out, uh, of, out of school because my poor polyester pants had basically suffered like rigor mortis from the piss drying. Uh, and I was walking out of school trying to play it off. Not terrible. Like. I I just remember I just remember going to the into the toilets um, in primary school. We had one of those horrible like troughs. You know, oh, for, piss trough. Piss trough. Yeah. And I remember going in there, and there being another boy in there, and he's already pissing. And then he goes, "Hey, watch this!" He just pisses up against the wall, just the whole way along the side of the wall, <laughs> <laughs> and eventually just starts pissing in the sink. What a madman! <laughs> No rules can yeah. hold him down. And to be fair, I was like, wow, that's unreal. That's great. Let's piss at each other. <laughs> okay. I didn't expect this to be such a pissy episode, to be honest. I mean, it would, can you, come on. Have you pissed your pants before? You surely have. Once. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm, I've pissed my pants. I just never pissed my pants in school. Okay. Well, where did you piss your pants then? At home? Oh, at home. Yeah, yeah. Where did you piss your pants? At home, man. Just sitting down going, nah. Can't, not, can't be bothered. Not going to the bathroom. Piss, yeah. Can't be bothered piss. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say the word piss and then pissed yourself? Yeah, can't be bothered. Here's you must have been a frustrating child. You just hear, you, you just, yeah. how are you getting on, Roger? Can't be bothered piss. No! <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, along with the sighting, the group claimed they could smell a pungent mist. And later complained of a mysterious illness and nausea which plagued them in the days following the incident. That sounds like the piss flu. You think that they all just caught piss poisoning? Well, like the kid pissed himself and yeah. they're talking about a smell. 
And it was probably like, I mean, if you were that in fear, your piss would smell different. I think the galaxy brain version of this is that a boy pissed himself and came up with the story to cover it all. <laughs> I'd come up with the story if it went into record like that. I, I was between two minds as to whether I'd include the pissing the pants detail, but I wish I hadn't known at this point. Why? It just, for you, it's undermined everything. I don't think it undermines anything. I just think that if there's a pungent smell of piss, it's probably the kid that pissed himself. Okay, yeah, but they got sick from it. Uh, yeah, if you were fucking... This, the smell, if I put a bowl of piss under your nose, you get sick from it. This, we don't know that. The smell, the smell was kind of sulfurous as well. Okay. That's like important. So, eggy. Yeah, like eggy piss. <laughs> the local sheriff and deputy had already been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area. <laughs> it, they were already investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area uh, when they were contacted about the incident and went to investigate the site after the encounter. But by the time they'd gotten there, the creature had seemingly left. Many were quick to attribute the creature to the flying saucer craze, which had gripped America at the time, while some believed it was actually some form of unidentified creature or a cryptid. Okay, so up until this point, right, you can correct me where I'm going to inevitably be wrong. So we have this thing in the sky flying across. Yes. The family go get two other kids to potentially get killed and a National Guardsman. Uh They go out. They see, you know, what is now probably not a Santa Claus creature, but a creature with the playing card ace of spades on its head. Yes. And they shine a torch in it. It hisses at them like a cat, goes towards them, kid pisses himself, bullied for the rest of his life. And the National Guardsman coward drops a torch and runs off. Yeah. Right, and, and and that's it. Like that that's 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 the experience, right? Up until this point. Yeah. But there was no craft. They they de- never got their eyes right on a craft. Okay, so are it, because then I'm thinking, is this kind of like Superman kind of origin here? Oh you know? like from another Yeah, you know, did he crash down from some other place? Did he is he superhuman? Did he come off of a spacecraft? You know, is this a crash landing? Okay, so there's, I would say that there's two big branches to it, as there so often is. There's the UFO branch, where people do believe it's like a crash landing. It's like a big crash landing, and he, he's just, he, you know, he's shocked, maybe a little embarrassed. This kid comes up, starts pissing himself, he goes, yeah. he hisses, he tries to scare them away. Maybe, maybe he just, like, didn't actually cack his pants, like, as in the alien, and that's what the smell of eggy piss and stuff was okay yeah yeah i'm on board for that you know i probably would if i landed down in you have to keep in mind as well that he wasn't planning like if it's a crash landing if we're going with that one he wasn't planning to crash land here no so he he might find humans terrifying what's the story with sulfur though isn't there something about sulfur and like aliens or something it turns up a lot that kind of sulfur yeah yeah do you you know anything uh background of that or some people think maybe it might be their fuel might that, oh that's that interesting scent. i like that yeah okay so anyway yeah so we've no craft at the moment no. anyway um and it could be a crash landing so the last line i have here is that the events themselves were so widely publicized after it that they prompted the u.s air force to investigate the incident as part of project blue book are you familiar with that no project blue book i can't remember the year that it started but essentially there were so many ufo sightings after roswell that it prompted the U.S. government to literally start a project that just went around and documented all of them. 
Do you think that's because there was more aliens around or is it just because it was in the public imagination and they started seeing things? I think definitely more aliens around. Do you think a little bit of it is because... I, no, I think maybe... W- all, they were all aliens. You're probably talking about one or two. One or two being caught by the... It's kind of like one of those things, you know, when someone discovers a nice place, like a nice beach or a nice uh, like town to live in. Yeah. And then everyone moves there. Because they want to be part of it. Oh, they're like, oh, I went there last year. I heard it's great. Yeah, so like an alien could have crash landed and gone like, lads, this is brilliant. And then, well, I mean, Roswell lads probably didn't have the greatest time, but I don't know. Maybe they did. And, <laughs> maybe and then they're they, into and that. Then, and then they all came. They all came to Earth. We have to do Roswell soon. That will definitely be a, that'll be a brilliant episode. Yeah. Do you know what would be really good if we can manufacture this happening in the podcast? If you say that, we have to do it really soon and then we drop the episode we're in and it's, go into it's, it. It's- in the summer of 1947, an unidentified object crash-landed in Roswell, New Mexico. The object would quickly be seized by the US Air Force, who later confirmed it as nothing more than a downed weather balloon. Yes! Yes! You just got popped! Yes! It's about time I show you an image of the, of the creature. And is this an artist's impression of it? Yeah. Okay, can I just describe what I think it looks like first? So, yeah. we have kind of a triangular curved shaped head. I'm imagining it looks um, the almost the body, but way taller of um, what's uh, what's the uh, Juggernaut in X Men? Okay, but way taller, not as small, um, and kind of maybe a helmet, kind of like him, but in the triangular shape, and all in black. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready for it now? Okay, let's see if it matches. Okay, that has that has a dress on. That's wearing a dress. I would say, I would call those clothing-like folds. That looks like the, what's the big giant? The giant tin man. What's the that? Iron Giant. The Iron Giant, yeah. Do you know what's that funny? It looks like that. In that movie, he crash lands and people go to investigate it and find him. Oh, that must, must, be, be, must inspired be inspired by, by that. Yeah. So this looks like, you know, I mean, woman-like. I don't think it looks man-like. Okay, that's on, that's on you. I, th- I think that does look woman-like. It's definitely got kind of a, a long dress on it. It's hovering and it's got like um, a kind of a flamed head. Like if you were to draw a flame, like a very basic flame, I think it's got the shape of that uh, above its head. And then uh, it's got a circular head. Yeah, it has got a round, round red yeah, head. And like it's wearing kind of a helmet in the shape of a flame. And then it definitely does have claws, but it looks mechanical. Okay, interesting you say that. I have another picture for you now. It's kind of inspired by another sighting of it. That picture we're looking at there looks fine up until the point that you look at the claws and they really do look kind of industrial and scary. Right. So some people, some people think that, yeah, it's a UFO, but there's even a bigger split in that branch where some people go, or it's an alien that's crash landed from a UFO. Some people say that that like entirety itself, that's the being. And then there's other people who think actually that's like the spacesuit of the being. And if that's the spacesuit of the being, this is what people think the actual being looks like. Okay, so very muscly. Is, is, that, is that a snake's tail, Rog? Yeah, he's, he's reptilian. Why does he have a snake? How did I know he's a snake? Like, if you look at the, let's say, the outer armor or whatever, yeah. the spacesuit, why do they think he's a reptile with a big coiled snake tail? So, okay, so we'll say the tail thing. That might be like artistic liberty. Well, you just said they think he's reptilian. <laughs> they, no, no, they th- they definitely think he's reptilian. 
They why did I definitely think he's reptilian? Why, why would you get w- that? From? One of the other sightings. Oh, there was more sightings? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, the two other sightings happened... Uh, well, actually, there's one sighting that supposedly happened beforehand, but that makes no sense. I just discount that. That's just You didn't tr- even bring that up, so that's, that's not even a first sighting, no, Raj. No, no, because th- I think that person's just trying to get in on it. But they spotted it before them, no? No, yeah, because I... Th- like, it makes no sense, because if we're going with the UFO thing, it crash-landed. Everyone can see that. You said there's two branches. Oh, yeah, the other branch... Uh, will I get to the other branch after? Well, yeah, you can get to the other branch after, but but just on this first, did this guy come out and say it before the people that we're talking about? No. He didn't, so he said it afterwards. Yeah. He said, okay, yeah. He well, said, I saw that. Ah, I, well, you know those, those. I saw that myself two weeks ago when yeah. I was down. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck him. I, I, I have no, no merit in that. I would have come forward. Everyone just went boo at the town meeting. So are we saying in the future we discount it if they say it after the popular one or popular encounter but it's actually happened chronologically before the encounter yeah i think that's fair okay cool because so he, remember that now yeah. we'll, we'll get rid of that just in case we're well there might be some scenarios yeah. where <laughs> well, no you seem to make a pretty strong case there so no. we just ignore those witnesses i just think there might be some scenarios where it makes a bit of sense you know wouldn't it be kind of doesn't that happen though in normal life i mean i don't know why i'm trying to back up your story here when you seem to have thrown it in the trash can <laughs> but isn't there a lot of things where someone will come out with a story and then they'll say oh yeah like similar thing happened to me yeah that's true mm-hmm. so uh, why aren't we believing this guy your honor i object and why is that mr reed because it's devastating to my case the second sighting is from somebody called audra harper i think that's her name in the town of hithers which is about five miles north of flatwoods and it was seen shortly after it was seen by Kathleen and the boys on the same night. And oh, you see, this is good because this is the same night. What, yeah. I, what I don't like is when someone sees it when it's gone to press almost. Yeah. This is good. So this is the same night. And what was happening is that Audrey was walking in the woods with her friend. They were taking a shortcut to get to a store. And half a mile into their trip, they saw a ball of fire on the hill that they were passing potentially could have been the hill that they'd already that Kathleen and the boys had gone to and when they looked back to see the ball of fire it had disappeared and was replaced by a tall silhouette in the shape of a man so how close were they to where this thing came down like how far away were they from the man-like humanoid uh five miles north so five miles away from it yeah so maybe he travels with that ball. So he's, but they're five miles away from it, and they can see the shape of the man. No, 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 no. This is he's close to them in this one. Maybe he just travels with that flaming vehicle. Okay, right. So, oh yeah, I'm just trying to establish. So he he came down. They saw it land on a hill, and then he scooted over to them. Five no, miles. no, no, no. They 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 happen upon it. Okay, yeah. So imagine right, okay. the first one happened. He's gone to hide in this place five miles away. Okay, right. That's cool. And they've happened upon him again. And they see the ball of fire and they look up. And the second time they look up, it's disappeared and it's replaced by the silhouette of a man. Like a tall, incredibly tall, man-like, I would say even, figure. And it starts coming towards them. They don't get a, like, a brilliant look at it. But it, when they're shown the other thing, the other artist's impressions, they're like, yeah, that's it. And they start running off through the rocks and boulders to escape it. 
Wow. Okay, so that's the same night. That one, I think, is arguably scarier. <laughs> this next one, this scares the bejeebus out of me, to be honest. This one is... I th- well, something I want you to keep in mind with this is that this is a lot of elements of your classic alien encounter type event. But keep in mind, this is 1952, and it's before that stuff has made it into a lot of popular media. Okay. Is it? Is it really? I thought aliens and stuff be around in like pulp novels and stuff. No, no, no. I'll concede that. But you'll understand when I read this, okay. specifically some elements of it. So this is on September 13th. This is the day after. Uh, in Strange Creek, which is 20 miles south of Flatwoods. So the, the creature was traveling north first and must have decided to do a little yeah, turn last. Yeah. He, oh, do you know he was covering his tracks. He was like doubling back. Very good. So now he's 20 miles south. Uh, George and Edith St- uh, Stutowski, I think that's their name, Stutowski, they were traveling along with their infant son. And while they were driving in a rural area in Braxton County, suddenly their car just stopped dead. They're in the middle EMP. of nowhere. Yeah. EMP, classic well, alien activity. Exactly, yeah. Car stops dead. They're freaking out a bit. It's probably, you know what, it's due to. It's probably due to the anti-gravity. Well, this is what propel- I've been saying. Pro- what are they called? Anti-gravity, what do you call them? Propulsion methods. Yeah, it's probably due to that. Well, do you know what? A really interesting thing about that is that one of the theories around that propulsion equipment is that it creates a small pocket of space in which the vehicle manipulates the properties of gravity and physics. So it makes sense that something like a combustion engine wouldn't work within that. Yeah, in that kind of EMP void. So they're already freaked out because middle of the night, car stopped working. They're like, oh my God. And then they all of a sudden they smell sulfur again. No piss this time for some reason. Uh, A bright light appears and then a 10 foot tall creature hovers in front of their car. No, they can smell piss. Yes. (laughs) This creature they describe as having lizard-like features. What it does is it drags its lizard-like hand over the hood of the car and then just flies off into the distance. Kind of in a cool way, like he did it across the, the car. Like, is it kind of intimidating? Like, or I think so, yeah. Strange. And then flew, he's getting a bit bolder. This is his third encounter. Now, he's, it's all hat now to him at this stage. He flies off and soon afterwards, the car starts working again. And they're able to drive off. If it was an EMP that hit the car yeah. or anything like that, wouldn't the battery just die completely? It came back. It came back. Because it's not just, it's not simple earth technology like an EMP. We don't understand the technology. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing. We try and explain this stuff, but we don't understand what they've got cooking. It's hard, honestly. Yeah. It's, Dennis, tell me, that, like, I'll tell you this much. Today, I erroneously believed you were putting a shoe in the sink. You did, you did. <laughs> yeah. And the weirdest thing about that is you didn't say anything, even though you thought I was... What did you think I was doing? I, I, before the record, right, I was filling up a very obvious bottle of water. Well, do you know why I thought you were putting a shoe in the sink? When I first saw you, I was sitting where I'm sitting now. Mm-hmm. So I saw your back. And for some reason, you bent down before putting the thing in oh, the sink. So, so it was the shoes I was wearing. So, so I saw you bend over. Then get up, and then I heard you lug something into into the sink, which, as it turns out, was a bottle of water 
that need, you needed to refill. So you lumped that in, a big bottle of water, put that in, and then you just started filling that, like, absentmindedly. So then I came around and I saw that you were actually filling a bottle of water. Investigating. And I told you, oh, I, I thought you just put your shoe in the sink and started pouring water on it. First of all, mind your own damn business and I'm bending over in the house, right? Okay, okay. Keep your eyes to the floor. Second of all, if I am taking off my shoe, Rog, and I'm filling it with water, yeah. would you do a little bit more than just having a look? Like, that's, that's a <laughs> well, cry for help. But can I, can I just remind you that earlier in the day, I'd seen you put your phone in the fridge. Yeah, but this is more of it. There's a pattern emerging and you're doing nothing about it. I just think best left alone. When you came over, I just slipped my shoe back on. I was like, oh, <laughs> just getting a bottle of water. I did think you walked away quite soggily. With a frozen phone in my pocket. <laughs> um, are you okay, Dennis? We have the UFO side. We've covered that, yeah. The other side is that it's not a UFO. It's a cryptid. So a cryptid is, it falls within the realm of cryptozoology. I've, I've explained this to you about a hundred times already. I can see from the blank look on your face, you don't remember. I thought you were going to round foot me there with the blank face because you thought, oh, he's not interested. But no, it is, in fact, that. I'm like, I hope he doesn't ask me anything because I can't remember. <laughs> you haven't done your homework. Cryptozoology is this idea that there are creatures out there. They exist. They're terrestrial creatures. There, there's a very logical, normal explanation for them, but we've never found them. The classic examples of this are, of course, the Loch Ness Monster and Sasquatch. And Vera Duckworth. Yes. So it's just a simple idea that this is a real creature that under just whatever circumstances, it only was witnessed on this night. And it's believed that it, it is, it's out there. And based on that explanation of cryptids, then what's the kind of easily explainable reason, the explanation for, uh, for this guy existing? The, there's, there's just a new type of creature we've never discovered that looks exactly like that, the Ace of Spades. Okay. So do you have any theories about where it might have come from or like judging on its uh, physiology or biology? Uh, no, that's why it's so interesting. Is it's not like anything else. Is it mechanical? Is it made of? Is it me- like because we're saying it's got a suit, you know, whatever? So in this one, this is just a total biological being, is it? Yeah, and that it was kind of misinterpreted. It does sound like, and I know we haven't covered this, but I, I know a little bit about this, right? Yeah. You know, from seeing a movie once or twice. It does sound very like Mothman. Well, and doing the same kind of things, attacking cars and stuff, and and also in West Virginia, same place. Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, it, it predates that, though. All right. Predates Mothman. So it could be like Mothman Mark 1. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like the first cryptid. And there is a little, there's a little cryptid museum. Or sorry, there's a little Flatwoods Monster Museum in West Virginia. And I watched a little video, an interview with the guy who, an interview with the guy who runs it. Yeah, well put together fellow, I'd say, is he? Well, do you know what? He actually came across as like this really wholesome lovely guy trustworthy i'd say yeah and, and he said I'm, I'm, i'll link it in the discord the the video when this episode comes out because he, he, he seemed really nice and he said that all these people come up to him when they come in and they assume he's like very accepting and open to these strange stories because he runs the flatwoods museum and he is and, <laughs> and they end up telling him stories and he said that they they said oh i've never told anyone that and they like confide in him. And one guy came to him once and said, or he actually called him up first and said, oh, um, I used to work 
in the military, in uh, in the Secret Service, and all of my documents on the case that I used to work in, they've just become declassified. Would you like me to uh, come around someday and show them all to you? And he thought he was being prank called, so he just said, oh yeah, no problem. A few weeks later, the guy turns up, and he just starts showing him all of these documents of like these UFO encounters. From the Blue Book stuff. Yeah. So these two guys just stand there and proceed to tell me all these crazy stories of things that they were involved with what's what's in the museum that he has oh just like all memorabilia and kind of collections of people's stories of seeing it the i think so just a load of made up shit (laughs) no dennis i i'm trying to show you uh oh this is a good example i think so what i was trying to do is i was trying to find an example of probably a more organic looking version for the cryptid thing oh that's that's terrifying yeah it is quite it does have kind of a, a dress like dress like is it yeah clothing like fold oh, yeah, i am getting the lingo man but that definitely does look like uh, a dress or you know um you know prince of persia you know the pants that he wears yes the harem pants yes i've thought about getting harem pants can you get them uh, i think i have to get a harem first let's it, be honest it's it's a fucking terrifying it's a very scary scary thing that you're showing me but i do think that doesn't it look very 1950s it looks like 1950s tech. Yeah, that one is much scarier. That looks like some weird shit you see in an Irish program at like 11 o'clock at night and it's about the Banshee or something. But it does look quite like 1950s tech, which leads me to believe, you know, are the government involved in this? Uh, nobody thinks the government's involved. Well, how do they not think the government are not involved? Nobody thinks the government's involved. Why don't involved? they? They it's, don't. It's a psyops. No, it's not. It's not, Dennis. This is, a, this is either a cryptid or... It's a UFO. What do you think it is? What do I think it is? Out of the two of those. I dare on the side of UFO in this case. Um, I did see one video that said that they think perhaps it was it was actually an, a barren owl. It does look very like a barren owl, now that you say Well, I honestly think that that's nonsense. What about if it was a barren owl that like flew on top of something that looks man-like? Like a... You know, there's a. Have you seen the thing outside our house? It scares the shit out of me every time I'm walking down the street. Walking down the street after a gig, and there's like a light, and it looks like a man wearing a hood. Oh, yeah! Yeah, it scares me every single time. See, he talks to me sometimes. Your brain has managed to acquire the capacity to pick up certain frequencies, like a radio. But, Doc, I'm all hearing bad stuff. Yes, exactly. You're tuned to the frequency of evil. To round up here, Dennis. How are you feeling about the the whole? I think it's a pretty cool story. I really like it. Yeah. I, I, I'm most intrigued by the fact that the woman is bringing two more kids to go see it, which just is a completely different uh, culture at the time and stuff. But I think it's pretty cool. I would probably say for me, the only thing I'm missing, do you believe it has crash landed if we're going to UFO or mm. has it landed? Because if it's crash landed, surely it's going to be in bits. I personally think it's crash landed. I think it's fair to assume that if this creature has conquered intergalactic space flight, space travel, probably has fairly good airbags. Yeah, you'd also think that it probably wouldn't have crashed. We're always going to have manufacturing failures. So the airbags might not have worked, so it could have got injured. Yeah, it could have, but it didn't in this case. That's how the people saw it. Mm. So it crash landed, I think. Creature came out. And, and so is it still here? Well, uh, it was trying. it was traveling north for a little bit, then went south for a little bit, and then disappeared. But yeah, but do you think that it, it, it fixed its craft and went back up into space? Or do you think that it's, it's still on Earth? I think that there's a chance its skeleton might be out there. I think there's a chance you haven't even thought about it until I just asked you. No, no. 
That that might or might not be true. You're very satisfied with just getting the information and then not going any further. You see, to believe the crash landing, then it has to fix its craft, surely. And it do- and we don't no. have the technology here. No, why? Why? No, no. I think it died here. Oh, it died? It died here. Okay, but what did it do for... Like, why didn't it just walk into town, going to get its, itself a sandwich or something? You know what I mean? Like, why didn't it turn up anywhere? I think it, it crash landed. It panicked. It, it went it, it went north for a while, got turned around, went south for a while. We've been through this. And then it just died in the woods somewhere. That's it. Why did it die, though? Because it's it didn't plan to come here. So it's not like... So it just fucking died. Yeah. Like, yeah, but like, wouldn't you... Wouldn't survival instincts kick in? And it would try to not just... Ash, look, I'll just sit in the forest until I'm dead. Yeah, but Dennis, he does... It's not even... Uh, it's not even designed to live in this atmosphere. It Who wasn't designed plan- it? It wasn't planning to come here. So you're saying that it can't exist outside of the spaceship, even though they have advanced technology. So they've never encountered oxygen or anything. No, like they have. But they it's have. it's like going. It's like going. Oh, I, I was planning to go to the beach, but I turned up in Iceland by mistake. Yeah. Oh, I only have clothes for the beach. I'm fucked. Oh, and you see everyone else. You encounter like six people wearing the clothes you need, and you go, ah, "Fuck it, I leave it off." But they're different. They're different. Let race. them have it. They're different. Race. But it's manlike. It's man-like. Yeah, it's man-like. It's so, ten foot tall. So then it can wear something that's jumper-like. It's ten foot tall. It, I'm not saying it died of exposure. I'm saying it can't what breathe the it air. Do? It can't breathe the air. But we just we just spoke about that. Surely it's going to be. It's going to. It's going to have to know that it might have to take a pit stop into a planet. No. What the fuck is it doing? Like, where, it was, where's it going? It wasn't planning to go to Earth. Where's it going then? It was going to I don't know Jupiter. Why would it go to Jupiter? It's all storms to get more stupider. <laughs> If you like listening to the podcast today please give us a five star rating on spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to your podcast uh, we'd also like to say that our patreon is up and running we've got some nice support in there from people so thanks so much if you feel like supporting this podcast you can visit patreon.com forward slash unexplained legends and as always please follow us on instagram tell your friends your mother your grandmother your grandfather all about the podcast and spread the word What would you call your kids? Um, to Rennes. Rennes. Rennes, yeah. Yo, if you portmanteau, incorporate... If you a portmanteau in, of my name and my favourite place, Venice. If you incorporate any of my name into your kids, you'd probably call him Rullivan O'Sullivan.